Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. So good to see you guys. Um, Taylor already said it. He uh, took that moment where I get to tell you my name, but I'm David Knox. <laughs> so, <laughs> And you're at the Crux. And I want you to know that this is an awesome community where you'll regularly see God do amazing and impossible things. And I definitely want to take a moment, even though I'm preaching, to thank all of you guys that helped us promote for Night on the Block. There was a lot of people who got saved. There was a lot of people who encountered Jesus. And it might have been, I don't really know because we invited like all of them, right? (laughs) But it might have been someone that you guys invited, right? And I got to speak with some of these people. I've gotten to pray with some of these people this week. And it might be because some of you said yes to telling your friends and telling the roomies. So, tonight I want to talk to you guys about signs. Just like I was saying, this is a community where you're going to see impossible, amazing things. If you keep coming to Crux, you will keep seeing God do impossible things. And it's already happening right now all around you. But for me, when I grew up, I didn't notice it. There was miracles happening all over the place, but I never noticed. I didn't see it. I didn't realize what was happening, and I want to share with you about my story, just in case something like that is happening to you, because I guaranteed you there's so much more supernatural around you than you realize. For me, it all started with a girl. Now, I know what you're thinking, (laughs) but let me explain. Basically, this woman had a different perspective than me, so it was easier for her to see how God was moving in my life and the miracles that were happening around me. You know that saying, you might have heard something like this. I heard it first on the Enneacast, but it's the eye can see everything but itself. And so when she looked at me, it was so much easier for her to see things that were going on in my life than when I tried to examine myself. You know, if you ever tried to get your eyes to, you know, it doesn't really work. So we were both junior counselors at a camp for foster children. And the question that changed my life was, have you ever broken a bone in your body? I was 13 or 14 years old, and when she asked me that question, I realized that I never had broken a bone. Earlier that day, I fell down what was probably nine or 12 steps. It was pretty far. It was kind of like nine steps like this kind of height or something like that. They were made of concrete, and I fell directly on my elbow slash arm at an angle, and it was extremely painful. I was literally just screaming, ah! and But no one was around because they just had me cleaning the bathrooms or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, having a great day, you know, kind of walking down the stairs. And then I don't know how it happened, but it was almost like I skipped a whole flight, and then I just kept going, and then I just like... Like, like, just kept falling. It was crazy. I didn't tumble or anything. It was like I literally just somehow kept skipping all the flights, and then I just landed directly. <laughs> and it hurt so bad, and no one was around, and I just screamed super loud, but no one even heard because I was just in the forest alone, right, because I was on cleaning duty. <laughs> and so somehow she had to go back to the girl's cabin, and I didn't know it, right? She had to go get something from her bag or get something for one of the kids. And so she was actually on the steps way, way further up, and she saw me fall. And she saw how far I fell, and she heard me scream, but I had no idea because she didn't say anything about it, and she was pretty far away. So later on, we were talking. We were washing dishes. And I mean, I love doing summer camps for Jesus, but there was four hours of dishes, right? (laughs) These are like, imagine you're doing the dishes for like a whole camp, and instead of having the campers do it or whatever, we're like, no, let's have like, you know, our youth volunteers do it. And so that was me. And so we were washing dishes together for four hours, right? Many hands really do make light of a big job. (laughs) So we're washing dishes together for four hours 
And during that time, um, I was telling her that like my arm was hurting and I was just having a rough day. I was like, man, this is the second injury that I've had today and my arm still hurts. And she just was sitting there totally stunned, you know, because I started going into this story about how I thought, man, in my life, I'm falling down all the time. And for those of you who don't know, I probably shouldn't even be saying this right now, but I was kind of born with this birth defect and it kind of affects the way that I walk. It's really hard to tell. So don't just be like, what the heck is he doing it right now? Is it happening? But it causes me to fall down way more than normal. You could just say it's clumsiness, right? But there's something jacked up with my hip. And anyways, it was the reason that I fell over. And I was used to this happening all the time. This had happened all through my life. My life regularly, I have a bruise somewhere on my body from falling down. And so when I was kind of recounting this story to her, she was just kind of sitting there and she was just like, don't you realize that God has been doing amazing things your entire life? If you fall down this many times, like I saw you fall down today, like how are none of your bones broken? She was like super like, I thought we were going to have to take you to the hospital or something like that, but you just walked it off. She's like, I saw you get up and then just move your arm and then just kind of like storm off, you know, just like kind of upset, (laughs) you know? And she's like, don't you realize what God's doing in your life? But just like that quote, sometimes the eye can see everything except itself. It never hit me. Well, the concrete did, you know, many times. (laughs) But many of the falls that I've had weren't serious injuries. The times I got, you know, hit on a bike, you know, by a car, all that stuff, I never broke a bone in my body. You know, I've even been slightly leveled by a golf cart before. (laughs) That time was in college, but, you know, I was just kind of riding my bike, and the golf cart just made a turn. And I was like, bro, I'm right here type of thing, but, like, it's too late. He was just, like, already running me over. And so (laughs) it was super jacked up, man. Still didn't break a bone. It was crazy. And, again, I was kind of mad. I was like, dang, dude, this sucks, you know. And then, like, the whole time just not realizing, dude, God is doing miracles in your life, man. And, you know, my family members, God had done amazing things. And even before I gave my life to Jesus, they had already gotten saved. I had seen the greatest miracle of all, and I just let it pass me by. If you asked me, I would have said, I've never seen a miracle. I've never had anything supernatural happen in my life. And here I was falling down those stairs. Here I was seeing my family members get saved. Here I was hearing stories about my uncle when he got healed from an illness and all this stuff. But I didn't know about any miracles. Hadn't seen any signs and wonders. God never did anything for me. And that very morning, I had read this Bible verse. It's Psalm 34, 19. And I told God, this is, like, God didn't tell me, I told God. I'm like, God, this is me, right? <laughs> you know, I was reading scripture. I was like, Psalm 34, 19. I'm like, God, this, this is my life verse, right? And this was the morning that I told him was the day that I fell down and I had to wash the dishes with that girl, right? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the, (laughs) I'm like, God, that's me. That's me right here. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. I probably read that slightly wrong out of them all. Right. (laughs) But I felt like, and I told God, I'm like, this verse describes my life. And it was super funny after she told me that like, Hey, I want you to know, I was focused on the first part, as you might've guessed many of the afflictions of the righteous, but she got me to think about that second part. God delivers them out of all of them. So I decided to do a thing that smart people do. Sometimes I looked up the context of the verse and I finally read the whole chapter. Would you believe what the what the verse right after 19 says? I couldn't believe it. In verse 20, it says, this is talking about God. He keeps all of his bones and not one of them is broken. And God was like, yeah, that's you. <laughs> and so it was super funny. I literally that morning was like, God, this is me. And then I didn't finish the you know, chapter because I had to go and stuff, and stuff like that. And then later on that day, I, I finally read it. And then I just almost started crying. And God's like, yep, this is you. 
Every time I'm going to be there for you. Every time I'm going to deliver you. And I think for many of us, there's tons of miracles that we haven't even realized that have happened or appreciated. Moments and things God has done in our heart, in the hearts of our family members. And I want to see exciting, amazing, awesome signs and wonders. I want to see people that are wearing a cast just take off the cast because Jesus supernaturally heals them. And if you're here in this community, you will, and we'll do it together. But I don't want to discount all of these other miracles in our lives, even the miracle of salvation, because that is something only God can do. God's been working my life. God's been at work in my life, performing miracle after miracle. All those times I walked away without injuries, I should have gotten. All those fast recoveries that I had. You know, some people get the flu and it takes them out for a long time. A lot of times when I get the flu, I'm kind of sick for two days and then I'm done with it. But, you know, I'm like, you know, having a pity party for myself during those two days. You know, like, woe is me. I got the man flu, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just look it up online, but you'll be disappointed. So, <laughs> all right. So tonight, I want to get us to realize that we're surrounded by miracles, just like I was. Even when I didn't realize it, even when I didn't appreciate and assign enough weight or enough worth to what God was doing in my life, he was doing amazing things in my life. And it was in that moment when I finally realized and admitted, God, you did something amazing for me. That was the moment that helped led me to a place of repentance, of like, God, I should have believed that you had my back this whole time. I wasn't like afflicted or cursed by God. I was someone who was delivered by God time and time again. And I think starting to look at those signs and wonders, starting to be hungry for it in your life and just ask yourself, man, did God do anything today? I guarantee you, if you're looking for it, you'll start to see all the things that God did. The second thing I, I want to tell us tonight is that miracles and stories of what God has done is actually how we pass faith down to another generation. It's how we pass faith down to other people. It's how we share our faith. Even sharing my story with you, how it might have inspired hope or got you thinking, man, man, what were the times that God stepped in for me, for my family members? The time that God had my brother do something or, you know, reverse a decision that no one on earth could have done. The time that God snuffed out that relationship <laughs> that my sister was in that no one could have done, right? Because I tried telling her, right? I don't have a sister. That didn't happen. So... <laughs> And the last thing I want to focus on tonight is if we really followed in Jesus' footsteps, we would begin to ask for miracles and we would begin to see it more. As we get more hungry for them, I think we actually need to move to a place where we ask for them because that's something that keeps our heart alive. That's something that'll bring glory to God right away and bring the focus back to, wow, God released his power on human beings. But no, 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 not just that. God released his power on this human being and God released his power through my life to help other people. So first, let's talk about focusing on signs. I think it leads us to a place of repentance more often. I know for me in my life and in that story, when I saw the power of God, it made me come to a place where I wanted to repent and I wanted to change my mindset towards my situation, towards how I saw God and how he had blessed my life. And I want to show you a couple stories in the Bible where the same thing happens for people. And there was no sermon. For me, it was just the girl, the dishes, and the question. Have you ever broken a bone, right? There was no sermon. She didn't even tell me like, hey, God should have, you know, supernaturally or you should have broken a bone or something like that. She just asked me if I'd broken a bone. And I started to realize in that moment, man, I probably should have broken a bone today, right? Because, you know, when you're like seven, you don't really know, right? I was 13, so I had a chance. But, you know, you kind of think you're invincible when you're a kid. So 
<laughs> Anyways, so let's look at Luke chapter 5, verse 8. And I'm kind of going to summarize the whole story, and we're just going to read verse 8. But basically, this is the story where Jesus is asking Peter if he caught any fish, right? And he doesn't catch any fish, and he's fishing the whole night. Peter's a professional fisherman, and I don't know how much you know about fishing, but you want to fish in the morning, the really early morning and kind of through the night. And so by the time Jesus is asking him to throw down his nets, this is the absolute worst time to catch fish possible. I said that super wrong. (laughs) So anyways, um, in verse 8, what Jesus does is he asks him to put his net on the other side and try to catch fish, right? And when Peter obeys what Jesus said, he gets to catch a fish so big that even when another boat comes to help him, it starts breaking the nets. And what's Peter's response to this moment? But when when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, Dang it, why is it on the next page? I am a sinful man, O Lord, (laughs) for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. So my question for you is, who preached to Peter? Was it Jesus? Maybe, but this is kind of considered the first time that they met. Did God speak to Peter about his wickedness? God could have spoken to Peter about his wickedness, but, you know, I'm sure Peter already knew about it. You know, I don't think he needed a revelation from God to reveal to him some of the things that he'd done wrong. I'm pretty sure it was already on his mind. I'm pretty sure Peter was aware that he didn't measure up. And in the moment where he saw a miracle happen, in the moment where he saw something amazing, he was astonished and he thought, wow, God is real. And if God is real, then I might be in trouble, (laughs) you know? Because he looked at his own life and he began to look inward and be like, I have some things I need to repent for because maybe I was living my life believing that God wasn't real or believing that God wasn't powerful, that he couldn't change my situation. So I just gave up and settled and compromised in it. And we see something similar. We're not going to go through the whole story of Matthew 11. We're kind of going to just read it really fast. But in verse 21, Jesus is speaking about these cities where he's done great miracles. And he says, Woe to you, basically the city's names, for if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon. These are just old cities in the Old Testament that um, basically were like sinful people who were known as like kind of centers of carnality and worldliness back in the time. But Jesus says, If the miracles and signs and wonders that I had done in these cities that were in, you know, Israel, were done in these wicked cities from way back in the day, then those wicked cities would have repented. And so my point here is that being aware of what God is doing in our lives, sharing the stories of what God is doing in our lives, and being looking for those miracles is actually going to lead us to a place of repentance. Jesus himself says that if sinful cities and non-believers see the miracles and see that God is a God of power, that it'll actually lead them to a place of repentance. But it's not a perfect science, you know. Some of those cities, they saw the miracles and they still chose to bring their hearts hard towards Jesus, right? But it gives them that chance where it convicts them and they're like, wow, that's power. God is real. God is powerful. And that gives them the chance, if God is real and God is powerful, have I been living like it? And that'll give them the chance to repent. And every time, it's like that for us. It's much easier for me to overcome that bad habit that I want to get over once I realize, wow, God is powerful, and he's with me in it. And that's how it was for me. Uh, Man, I don't know if I want to talk about all that, but I was struggling with a lot of stuff back in the day when I was at that foster, you know, camp for foster children with that girl. And as soon as that moment happened with God 
showing me that he was fighting for me, I started to overcome some of the habits that I had been stuck in because I realized, wow, God is powerful. And if he's powerful enough to deliver me from that, he can deliver me from this. <laughs> and it was never about me white knuckling my way out of it, right? God really did deliver me. And I guess I'll tell you guys the story later, but I basically just used to struggle with suicide and depression and I, I haven't gone back there again. And I'm, I'm not ever gonna think about killing myself again. Because if God was powerful enough and he had been watching out for me my whole life, I don't ever need to go back there again. It's clear that the signs point people back to God. Sometimes we get afraid, man, if I just keep looking for the miracle and I just ask God for the miracle, what if I get fixated and focus on that? It's like the exit sign, right? It just points to something. It just shows you where it is. If you look at the sign, you can't get caught up in like, wow, it's the exit sign. You'll start to realize, oh, it's pointing to the exit. Same thing with miracles. If it's a sign and you look at it, the sign is pointing to God. So it's going to point you, oh, there's God. God's right there. So it's crazy. Peter never desired a way to find, to use Jesus' miracle to like, you know, <laughs> financially profit himself with fish or something like that. His heart immediately went to, wow, God is powerful. And if God is powerful, maybe I can change something in my life. And so we even see Jesus himself says, it's okay for you guys to focus on the signs. In John 30, 10, 37, and 38, it says, if I'm not doing the beautiful works that my father sent me to do, then don't believe me. But if you see me doing the works of God upon the earth, then you should at least believe the evidence of the miracles, even if you don't believe my words. Let me say that part again. You should at least believe the evidence of the miracles, even if you don't believe my words. Then you would come to me, you would come to experience me and be convinced that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. And I think the reason you would come to him if you believed in the miracles is because if you look at the sign, you'll see where it's pointing. Jesus knows that if we look at the sign, we'll begin to experience and give glory to God. And that's why, where the heck is that verse? No way. It's gone. It is gone. But there was a verse somewhere that I had in Psalms where it was kind of like, hey, miracles bring glory to God. So it's in there. Anyway. <laughs> so I guess the next place that I wanted to go is just, if these are the stories of God that are in our lives, if we share them with other people, this can be a way that we share that faith with them. And I'm not going to go into it right now. I kind of had a whole excerpt from a story of, of the Israelites. But suffice to say, God asked the Israelites to cross a river. And they're like, God, it's a river. We can't swim with our freaking stuff through it. And he's like, I don't worry about that. Just cross the river. And when they go to cross the river, he gives them instructions about how he's going to part the river, right? So they cross. And then he tells them, hey, each, some of you guys grab stones when you cross. And then they made a little memorial with the stones. And literally God told them, I want you to build this memorial in Joshua chapter 4, so that when your kids grow up, they'll ask you, Dad, why the heck is there a pile of rocks over there? And you can tell them about the mighty works of God. And so God sets us up like that. Hey, I'm going to do mighty and great things in your life, but they're not just for you. You need to share them with other people because that will bring faith to their lives. That'll give them that moment where they can choose to repent. And that can be a way for you to pass on faith to a whole other group of people. Oh my gosh, there it is. I just didn't highlight it. Wow. <laughs> so it's Psalm 78, <laughs> verses 4 through 8. 
But we're not gonna we're not gonna read it now. But basically, God just commanded this generation. He said, "Look, my 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 works and my wonders they bring glory to my name, and that's what I want you to share with the next generation, right?" And so, kind of where I want to end tonight is if we believe that we're surrounded by miracles and we begin to ask God for more, if we believe that we can share about those miracles with others and it will encourage their faith, then I think it's about time we start doing the miracles too. That's what Jesus did. You know, I used to wear this wristband. I probably should have brought it with me. Gosh dang it, I know where it is. Anyways, I used to wear this wristband, like, what would Jesus do, right? And I think lots of times Jesus would actually pray for people to be supernaturally healed. That's what Jesus did, right? That's what the disciples did. <laughs> and so I think sometimes, I mean, there, there's, you know, Jesus does other stuff too. And, you know, he ministers to people and, you know, he, he gives money away. He does all kinds of stuff, right? But Jesus prays for people. And I want to at least sometimes do that. Jesus commanded his disciples in Matthew 10, 8, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons, freely you have received, freely give. And if I'm following the example of the disciples, then I'm going to do that. If I'm following the example of Jesus, then I'm going to do that. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do what would Jesus do, right? So even Paul in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And I think that that looks like asking God to do amazing things, right? Because like we talked about in the beginning, sometimes when people see a miracle, just like the catch of fish, like we read about Peter, it said all the people around him were amazed and they were awestruck by what God did. In Matthew 9, 8, it talks about the same thing. At the end of the verse, it says, they shouted praises to God because he had given such authority to human beings. People that see the supernatural power of God shout praises to God because he's trusted that power to people and he's working in our lives but it's only powerful when we share it with people. So whether you're asking for God to do something new and fresh in your life or sharing the stories of what he's done and the salvation moment that you had, all of it's a miracle and it's a way to release hope and faith in other people. And I wanna tell you right now, when I share that story with you guys about my past, about what God did in my life, I gotta believe the person who's the most encouraged about their faith is probably me right here. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's something about me sharing the stories of what God has done in my life that actually encourages and elevates my faith. And that's what I wanted to bring attention to tonight. It's awesome and you know, we could talk all night about asking for miracles and stuff and that's cool. But what's powerful is how much it encourages your faith, encourages you to stay on fire for Christ. If you begin to meditate on and even share out loud with other people, this is what God has done in my life. And like I said, the best miracle that you could have in your life is that you got saved. And meditating on that will keep your heart alive. Sharing with people about that moment will keep your passion alive for Jesus. In the same way, a loving wife always is recounting sweet memories with her husband, funny inside jokes to herself and to her friends. Do that with Jesus. Reminisce on the inside jokes with him. Reminisce on the moments with him, on the things that he's done for you. And that will change you. And changing you is going to change the world because that's what God created you to do. So just remember, keep your passion alive and talk about what God is doing in your life. Let's pray. God, we just thank you for how much you've been in operation over our lives. You've just been watching over us, God. You've been fighting for us at every single moment. And if we tried to talk about every moment that you were there for us, everything that you delivered us from, we would run out of breath. And so we thank you, God, that there's, you've done more than words can say. You've done beyond what's in our imagination. Even if we don't feel like it's supernatural, everything about how you got to this moment and how you're still alive is totally supernatural. 
everything that God has created you for is more than you could ever handle. It's because he wants to do it with you. And so, God, I thank you. I just pray for supernatural power right now to come upon each and every person, that you would show us that you've given us more than we could ask for, more than we need to overcome all of those things. And some of that power is locked up in us meditating on what you've done in the past. And so, God, I just pray that you'd remind us of those moments, even when we're trying to sleep right night, just sleep right now this night, you know, just like kind of sneak in there and be like, hey, I delivered you right here. (laughs) I was there for you right here. I love you right here. So God, we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. And so for some of you that are a little new to Crux, yay, cool. Um, Let's break up into small groups. So if you've never done that, basically what we're going to do is a couple of the Crux leaders, guys, if you could just start to stand up and we're going to raise your hands. We're going to kind of break up into groups of like, I think about four possibly three, <laughs> and, a, and a leader. So we're going to try to break up into like five-ish different groups. And we just have some questions prepared that the small group leaders are receiving right now that we can just talk about. Because it's awesome to have these sermons and do all that stuff. But we also want to give you guys an opportunity to talk about it, especially tonight. I mean, if the takeaway from the message is talk about the stories of what God's done in your life, let's do it. Let's talk about the stories of what God's done in our life. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit summitsanmarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.